You're listening to Save the Date, the number one podcast about all things weddingy, with your host Alicia McCormack. Alicia will keep you on budget and on track, so you can plan your big day without the big price tag. One thing I have not spoken about very much in depth is, uh, I don't know, the ceremony is actually getting hitched, making it legal, if that's what we're going to talk about. So I have found one of my own, an Australian, a very media savvy, snazzy Australian called Josh Withers. And uh, he is a celebrant. He is the king of the celebrants, I will say. Welcome to the show, Josh. G'day, mate. <laughs> Did, was, I, was I good Australian? Did I do good? Yeah, you've basically – good. Let's, let's get, rid of, get rid of some cliches right off the bat. G'day, mate. <laughs> hey, Alicia. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your time with me today and uh, so much to talk about. I'm a little bit passionate about wedding ceremonies, so I apologize in advance if I get a bit preachy. No, please. Preach away. Oh, I think that's fine. Now, we also have to, for people that are listening in the States and the UK, we don't always call them celebrants, registrars, registrants, just in case you're going, what's a celebrant? This is the person that officiates the wedding. Officiant, there's another word. Officiant, um, JP, judge, yes. um, pastor, priest, uh, the, the person that that turns you from a boyfriend and a girlfriend into a husband and wife. <laughs> Makes it official. Yes, yeah. And it's a little bit different in Australia as well. Um, Australia, uh, although it's quite conservative in man- many areas of you know, civil the civil world, um, in marriage, uh, as Lally said, officiating marriage, it's very progressive in that they give a person like me, just good old Joe Blow, Josh Withers, <laughs> born on the Gold Coast, Australia, they, um, they give me the complete power and authority to decide whether you can get married and then to actually to marry you. And then after the marriage ceremony, I um, – I just left the government and go, hey, by the, by the way, Jack and Jill got married. Whereas if in America or many, many places, almost every other place around the world, uh, you'll go to the government and say, hey, government, can I get married? And the government says, sure, here's a license. Go find them. And then says, oh, yeah, you get a marriage license. We'll do the deal. So that's one thing to remember if you are organising a wedding overseas. You've got to go along and make an application for some sort of uh, official documentation. But in Oz, you do all the boring paperwork. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's so crazy. Every single place has a has a different set of rules and a different set of um, regulations. Like in the coming year, I'm doing weddings in um, obviously Australia because that's where I'm based, uh, but Bali and um, Hawaii and New York. And New York, you just have to go in for a marriage license today. You get married a couple of hours later. In Hawaii, you need um, a few days' notice. Um, and in Bali, it's a little bit. Uh, they only do religious weddings there, and so they've got the full selection of you know, of um, religions. But you have to prove that you're part of the religion and so every every country and every state has its own ways of doing it and Australia thank God is so liberal and and uh, they say yeah sure you know I can get married as long as you're 18 or over not already married and one of you boy one of you girl and uh and you're consenting and willing. Well, I'm going to talk about boys and girls in a couple of minutes as well, because I think that's a huge part of our our wedding industry, our lovely gay friends as well, about where, I mean, this is obviously changing day by day, about where you can get married or have your your uh, relationship recognised. Uh, so, you know, whenever you're listening to this, things may have changed. Let's just make a little side note there. But, um, he's hoping. He's hoping, exactly. Bloody hell, Exactly. Now, Josh, you did say I'm a little like slights totes gel that you are going to three different countries to marry people. What a cracking <laughs> job! <laughs> I'm a little bit lucky, yeah. you know. Uh, as you were saying earlier, a lot of the wedding industry, the wedding chats, um, you know, you, you, if you get engaged. 
the first question people don't ask is like, oh my god, who's your celebrant? <laughs> you know, they're usually talking, it's usually rings and it's dresses, which is all lovely. Um, and I'm a big appreciator of stunning dresses and rings. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as we've already covered, my job is the marrying you. And, uh, and I'm really lucky that, that, uh, there's a, a, a growing, population that really thinks the ceremony should be amazing um and what i do and and look i'm not going to sound the only person there's a there's a large number of people that are growing that are focusing on this but i make a really enjoyable amazing wedding ceremony i think the wedding ceremony should be the best part of the um of the wedding it should be the fire starter and from there everything else just builds and builds uh, whereas you know, traditionally, and this is what led me, led me to become a celebrant, mm. the thank you the for saying that because I was getting to that question. So you, I love that you're yeah. just doing this interview on your own. It's fantastic. Oh. Please put the mic down. Go grab a beer. I'll look <laughs> after this. Coffee. Come back in half an hour. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so the reason I became a celebrant was because I went to a, my um, I went to a family member's wedding. I, I always remember that people might listen to this and they might find out who it is. So oh, I went I, to a I, undisclosed I person's wedding. Good. Um, if you can beep all that out. <laughs> and so I went to, went to someone's wedding and, uh, and I just thought there's such a disconnect here between the reality and the, the ceremony, the words and the actions and the feel and the atmosphere. So the reality is, is that two people had miraculously fallen in love, which is the hardest freaking thing to do on the whole planet. Uh, anyone that's ever fallen in love, um, with the exclusion of you high school love hearts, I don't know how you guys do it, but it's, you're lucky, but everyone else that has like gone through, dating or singledom and then they've like finally found someone that's, that's kind of hot and then they finally have a date and they blah blah and then all of a sudden will you marry me and they say yes and then oh my god and then you get married like to get to that stage in life that that's crazy hard and amazing and so on top of that looking forward life's even going to get even better because well you, you're then going to be married and like that's such an awesome thing so hey let's have a celebration let's have a wedding yeah. um and i found such a disconnect between this amazing event and then what the old lady at the front was yabbering on about. <laughs> I just thought, this is so strange. Like, am I, am I in like a separate reality where something amazing is happening, but all I can hear is gibberish? And, and so I thought maybe I can do a better job. And, uh, at that point I worked in breakfast radio and it took me a few years, but now this is what I do full time. Um, I, uh, work really hard at trying to create meaningful, enjoyable, um, fun wedding ceremonies. Josh, and I absolutely can see how it works for you because you are so uh, genuinely interested in what you do. It comes across from watching the videos and reading the testimonials on your website. You uh, love your job, clearly. Well, it's not hard to love my job. It isn't like I've got to, you know, try and make a jump or put lipstick on a pig. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really amazing. As I already said, like two people fall in love and they want to celebrate it. I'm like, oh my God, that's great. And then, hey, Josh, will you come? Of course. <laughs> and hey, we'll pay you money. Even better. <laughs> See, I'm just, so uh, I'm reconsidering weird. my career choices right now. Oh, I, I recommend everyone become an amazing celebrant. Good. All right. Look, well, that's another whole podcast. How to become a celebrant with Josh. There's a whole <laughs> other business for you. Now, so you talked about moving into the world of becoming a celebrant. How did you decide what tone you wanted to bring to people's big day? Because it is a specific tone. You're not doing serious. I'm not saying it's, you're not doing serious. That's the wrong way to say it, but you aren't doing the bland here's this person, here's this person, let's get together. You've added your own little pizzazz to it. I uh, I, I did my course and, and, and ticked all the boxes and filled out all the forms and, and one day a piece of paper appears in the mail saying, Josh, you're a marriage celebrant, here's your marriage celebrant number, here's a – they give you a free kit with like five certificates in it to you know, get you started. That's nice. And, uh, 
That was very nice of them, because the Australian government doesn't give you much. So I thought that was very generous of them. Uh, and and so all of a sudden, just one day, you've just given this authority to to marry people. Um, and uh, and I, I still remember the very first wedding ceremony I did. I thought, well, like, what what do you say? Well, okay, I'll Google something because that's what you do in the modern age. You don't think of things; you Google things because yes. uh, apparently thinking of things is the hardest thing to do on the planet. So I just Forget googled it. stuff. And, yeah, I lo- looked at other ceremonies and and um and even at that point, like I saw what everyone was putting on the web, and I thought, okay, well that's good. I'll edit here and I'll chop this and I'll make that happen. And and then on the day, I got up and uh, we were in Townsville on the boardwater there, and I had my script and I read word for word. I held it out in front of me. Like you've probably seen it every single wedding in the planet and uh, did it all. And everyone patted me on the back and said, good job. And it was amazing. And we all went home and it was a great day. Um, and that, that kind of happened for the next two or three or four or five weddings. And, uh, and I realized that although I was bringing my personality into it and I can't apologize for that. I, I like to have fun. I like to smile and I've got a big personality. Um, I still, I still was just doing the same old bland thing, but I just put a Josh spin on it, right? Which seemed like a great idea, but I thought it's still not me. I'm just, I'm just recycling someone else's thing and making it sound like I'm saying it. So I kind of rebooted my whole thought process on that, and I thought, how can I actually be me in this? Because I had this moment of inspiration. Where I thought the wedding should be about the couple, and so me and what I do as a as a business person as a celebrant needs to be about me. If I we, we've got to cut down all of the BS here, we've, we've we've got to remove all of the fluff and all the BS and all of the things that are propping this up. And like, how can we just be real and raw? And so from that, I just started finding out more about the couple, um, finding out what they like what they don't like, what they've liked at weddings, what they've disliked. I started researching wedding tradition, reading all the books. And God, the books are terrible. Don't read any of the books. I've read them for you. They're all bad. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought, let's, let's let's all just be honest and real about this here and let's talk about who we are and what we like and what we don't like and let's try and create a ceremony around that because obviously at one point, somewhere in the vernacular of history, there was no wedding ceremonies and then someone goes, hey, Instead of being all single, let's all hook up. <laughs> and then someone decided that was a great idea and said, hey, let's have a party around the hooking up. Okay, cool. And so, so slowly wedding tradition built and built and built. And then come to today, we've got this buildup of traditions. And, and although that's lovely and beautiful, it, it just, it doesn't have to exist. We, we, we are allowed to choose our own thing. And, and that's, that's what I'm trying to do. And so, yeah, I, I just try to create our own thing. And it isn't that I write word for word a brand new ceremony for every single person because that's you know, in, inhumane and impossible. But I just try to talk freely about who the couple are, what they like, what I like. They're getting married. Let's do, let's talk about this like real and celebrate, make everyone clap. They can kiss. We'll go have beer. I think we've all been too uh, boring. I, I hate using the word boring, but someone just reading a stock standard text with the same readings that you've seen, uh, you know, posted a hundred times on Pinterest. You know, that's to me where you have a switch off as a, I, I say audience, but as a guest at the wedding, you, you don't really connect with the actual process of what's happening. And that is, as you said, people committing themselves to being hitched and being together forever, hopefully. So Yeah, yeah, which is good. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it is that thing of, you know, I've been to so many weddings. I'm sure we can all think of a wedding where you just go, oh, make this end. Let's get to the drinking. Yeah. 
Hopefully I wasn't the celebrant of that wedding. I apologise if <laughs> no, I was. No, you weren't. I'm thinking of one in Tasmania. I've got a very firm idea about it. And uh, I also think, you know, it's funny though. It's it's a PA system. There are little basic things that come with that come with celebrants that I think a lot of people don't think to ask. And that is, do you have a microphone? I can tell you that I hate lapel microphones and I hate headsets. And some of my best friends are lapel microphone and headset users and bless them. <laughs> and they, they know my stance on the issue. But, uh, when you do, particularly if you're doing outside ceremonies and if you don't have a sound guy and if you don't have a $10,000 PA system, mm. um, I can tell you my PA system cost me 1500 Australian dollars. And that's probably the average price for an expensive PA, uh, portable PA system. So if you don't have, a staff and all that. Um, don't don't use a lapel mic and a headset. Use a handheld microphone so everyone can hear your voice. Because uh, the, probably the number one complaints that people have about ceremonies, and I've I've done the research because I thought, how can I build a great business? Yeah. Because of, you know, I I don't want to build a crap business. Who's 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 writing that book? How to write a crap? How to run a crap business? Well, <laughs> <laughs> someone probably is. Yeah. Uh, and so so the number one complaints everyone has is that uh, you know they can't hear the celebrant, they can't hear the vows being made. Mm. Um, it's boring and it goes on and on and on and lacks meaning. And, uh, and then probably the other, th- other one is that the heart behind the ceremony sometimes doesn't line up with the couple. So, and that's just a, a philosophical thing. And so that's one of the chats I try to have is like, what, what are you guys, well, why are you getting married? Which is a, such a confronting question. And some people will get really, um, confronted by that because it's a confronting question, but they, they, they're like, oh, well, I, I don't know. We just we've lived together for ten years, and I suppose this is the next step. And yeah. so we try to un- unravel that a bit and celebrate the reality of it. So, okay, let's go. Not everyone. Well, you probably can if you're getting married in America. I'm sure Josh is available to pop over and marry you. But if if you he just can't... has daily flights, FYI. <laughs> well, you do spend. I've read on your website you do spend a month each year in New York. Is that true? Yeah, um, not this year. Um, next year we are. We, we instead of doing a month in New York, we're doing a month in Hamilton Island. Oh well, shut up. How about that? <laughs> it's for those great. Who I'm don't so... know? For those who don't know much about Hamilton Island, it's a little bit of uh, heaven on earth, and uh, it's pretty nice. So again, shut up. So I'll go... <laughs> I'm not going to talk to you for a little while now, Josh. If you can't have Josh as a, a celebrant at your wedding, Josh, can you go through the audition process of trying to find that perfect person, the Josh clone somewhere in the world? How do you go about finding them? What should you ask? How do you do it? I think that I think that there's um there's three um, I don't know tick or three tick boxes. We'll call them tick boxes. Right. Three things you want to, you want to look at, um, and that's their. Their, their personality, so who they are, and that kind of encapsulates what they'd look like. Just their, their person, their their personality, um, and I'll talk more about that in a second. Mm. Um, their philosophy, so so you know what their belief about what marriage is, um, and then thirdly, the the technical things, and that covers everything from the PA system through to just how they do business. Um, obviously, how much, uh, mm. uh, you know, how they just, just that whole business process. So, uh, because different people have different business processes, and it's so funny. I get so many emails, probably five or ten a day. And uh, just for everyone that's not in Australia, I'm currently about to um, do an Ocker Australian um, uh, voice, and uh, but I, I get the email, and so <laughs> in my head, I read it as how much, mate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first question is, yeah, how much are you going to charge? Yeah. What's 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 yeah, coming yeah. out of my wallet? So, um, so on the personality thing, uh, personality wise, you just have to, you have to like the person because at, at the wedding, they'll be there with you and they're going to be talking pro- probably more than you do. 
Um, everyone's going to hear their voice. Everyone's going to hear, you know, just their, 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 um, their atmosphere. And so when you meet them, what kind of atmosphere do they kind of give off in a, in a coffee meeting or in a, in a YouTube video or whatever it might be? Do, do you like who they are? And, and it isn't even about like, there's the most likable person. There's the least likable person. I can guarantee you that there's people in the world that don't like me. And that's totally okay because if everyone liked me, my Who doesn't like probably... you, Josh? I'll I'll be having a chat to them. You're very likable. I'll send you. A, I'll send you a list. <laughs> uh, but but you know you can't you can't be everyone's best mate because we all like different things. So you have to, you have to like their personality and just their general demeanour and their face and do they look pretty to you and you know, all that kind of gear. Not that you need a beautiful person you're wearing, but just you know if you look at them, do you have moments or not? That kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Put that on the list. If you, I like it. If you do look at them and vomit, maybe there's greater problems at hand. You should yeah. see a professional. Uh, so personality is number one. Uh, number two is just their their philosophy. So there's different people for different kinds of people, which is such an obvious thing to say. Uh, but I can tell you that my belief of marriage, the marriage before anything else, before any love, before any sex, before any dating, before any house, mortgages, all of that, um, the marriage is the union between two people. That there's two people and they say yes to this union. And then out of their union grows everything else. Love, washing the dishes, sleeping next to each other, not sleeping next to each other, sex, all that, you yeah. know. Um, so before anything else, marriage is just these two people saying yes to a union where we're going to hang in together for the rest of our lives. And, uh, and, and, and so that's, that's what I believe marriage is. And I, I tell everyone that. And so if you, don't believe that, then totally don't hire me. Hire someone that has the same philosophy as you. You might believe that marriage is between a man, a woman, and a spaghetti monster, and that those three people together make a beautiful union, and that's totally okay, and it's fine for you to have that belief, but I don't have that belief. And, yeah, maybe I can talk about it at the wedding, but probably not with conviction. So if you want someone to talk about something with conviction, you probably want to find someone with a similar belief as you. Um, And the third one is that whole business, the technicality, what PA system do they have, how do they do business, how much money do you want now? How much money do you want later? When do you want the money? Um, yeah, how many meetings do we have? Just that, that whole technicalities of it. Um, do we pay per meeting? Is there a rehearsal? Do you need a rehearsal? We don't want a rehearsal. We do want a rehearsal. All of those technicalities. And, and so uh, there's, there's no specific list of things to ask for, but make sure you know, just like with anything, if you're buying a car, if you're getting, if you're, you know, getting a wedding reception, if you're getting a celebrant, know you know, the, the details of the business transaction. So if I pay you this much, you'll turn up at this time, we'll do this, we'll do this, and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I, I can be very honest and open with everyone that if you were to hire me for a local wedding, my fee is $1,020, including tax, and including travel for the local area, and I ask for a $275 deposit and the rest of it in four months' time. Whereas if you talk to someone else, they'll have a completely different um, business transaction because not everyone's running the same business that I am. And so make sure you find out the different, just the different technicalities. Yeah. Look, I think this is very wise words. Josh Withers is an Australian wedding celebrant, marriage. Uh, actually, in his own words, he's a purveyor of awesome wedding ceremonies, and I love that. There'll be more with Josh after this little message. Josh, what are let's let's go back. I mean, the best parts of your gig. I think you've already sort of said a lot of them. Again, pretty jealous that you get to travel around and just help people create wonderful unions. What are some of the Debbie Downer moments of your gig? I can tell you that the the worst moments of my gig have been um, when, and sometimes it's my fault. Sometimes it's just the day. Sometimes it's the venue. But but when the couple are there in the moment, they're facing across from each other. I've got a microphone. I'm having a chat. Everyone's quiet. 
it's you know the deal's going down <laughs> and um and you can tell that they just don't love it mm. and uh you know i've 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 done i've been presenting and producing and talking and etc for 15 years or so now and, and and you can tell when and look it doesn't even take that skill i'm sure a 10 year old can tell when someone's just not into it um and uh and, and at that point i'm like oh, I, I wonder what we could have done to present prevent this um could have could have I positioned them in a different way? Could have we faced differently? Could have, you know, some, sometimes there's a venue, like a, the, the moment I'm thinking of right now is um, a venue with an amazing view at a place called Mullaney. If you ever make your way to Australia, Mullaney and Montvilla, this beautiful, uh, these beautiful towns in the Sunshine Coast hinterland have got stunning views over the Glasshouse Mountains. It's just, honestly, it, it looks like it's a painting, uh, like a painting from a made-up world. It's gorgeous. And um, I'm at this venue, and where the couple stand, where I stand, we're a good five, six metres from everyone else. And there's a hedge, and there's a little gully, and everyone else is over there. And, uh, Alicia, you, you've done stand-up comedy, and you know that yes, the, room, the room makes the the performance and you can do the same show in the sydney opera house and the same show in this weird gully five six meter away thing and it's going to have totally different results Absolutely. and so so sometimes some setups just just they aren't nice <laughs> it's not a nice place to stand and have a chat um so yeah i, I just often think like well, how could have we planned to make this better and um, and sometimes uh, couples haven't been completely honest about what they want. You know, I can tell you that uh, last year in 2014, I had um, three complaints. And those complaints all came out of not communicating, um, either me thinking we had communicated it, but we hadn't, mm-hmm. or the couples expecting or assuming something, and they didn't say anything. And so the day comes and no one said anything. And so, of course, um, you know, when you don't communicate expectations, you're going to have a failure. Uh so, so it just comes from communicating about who you are and what you like and what you don't like and just looking at how can we create a really fun event. And sometimes that event has got to do with the venue. Sometimes it's got to do with what Josh is saying. Sometimes it's got to do with, you know, actually right now I'm sitting here sweating in my office because I've just come from a wedding ceremony um, in the city and it was uh, 33 degrees Celsius, although if you looked on the weather app, it said it feels like 39. I'm like, thanks, I know it feels like 39. <laughs> Didn't need that weather app. <laughs> and, uh, cause we, we're out in the sun and I'm like, I wish we had of, I wish we could have created a better atmosphere for this app. But everyone had a great time. Everyone laughed. Everyone had fun. But 50% of the ceremony chairs were empty because they were in the sun. Um, uh, and, and the ceremony chairs, they, they don't matter, you know, but they did pay 12 bucks a chair to hire them. So it would have yeah. been lovely if they were full. If we didn't waste, uh, I was the top of my head, you know, 300 bucks. It would have been lovely to not waste that money. And we're all sweating and yeah, and sometimes you can't change the venue. Sometimes if it's 35 degrees, you just got to power on. We did power on. Everyone laughed. We had a fun time. But yeah, they're, they're, that's, they're, they're the down moments of my day. Like, oh, I wish we could have made that better because even though you can do the wedding over, you can have a renewal of vows, you can, all of that fun stuff. And, and that's cool. That one moment mm. where you were boyfriend and girlfriend and now your husband and wife and I said, I pronounce your husband and wife like that. That never, that's never going to happen again. That was a once-in-a-lifetime moment. It'd be mm. great if that once-in-a-lifetime moment was just the best. Having a plan B is not a bad thing. I keep talking to wedding bloggers who are also wedding planners as well, saying a lot of people just want to expect that everything's going to be run perfectly. It was never going to rain or be 40 degrees like you just said. And uh, it's not always the case. It, things aren't perfect. That's not real life, is it? 
Oh, no, perfection. Actually, can I tell you? Please. One of my biggest gripes from the wedding industry. If, if if I had two gripes with the wedding industry, the first one is perfection. The second one is it's the bride's day. Yeah. Um, perfection Perfection is just an, it's an impossible thing. You, you're never going to achieve perfection. Mm. Um, I'm sorry to burst everyone's bubbles, but there's so many books and websites and blogs and blah, about, you know, your perfect day and, and, uh, and, and look, it's bullshit. I desperately it's bullshit. want your day to be it is. It's total. And I want your day to be the best. But perfect is really unattainable. And perfect just leads to bridezillas. And no one wants to be a bridezilla. Or if you do, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but no one, no one is sitting there going, look, I want to get married so I can be a bridezilla. No one's like aiming for that. But when you're aiming for perfect, you're going to fail. And the other one, as I just said, is the whole, it's the bride's day. Um, and, and look, I want brides and grooms to have the best day because two people, and, and also for our same-sex friends um, where you can legally get married, I want brides and brides and grooms and grooms to have the best day. It's, so the whole the whole female skew to the wedding industry is um is bullshit. Not because it's feminine or anything like that, but just because there's two people getting married. And so, so, so it can totally be feminine, but also masculine and like it's because there's a there's two people getting married absolutely and, it's always yeah. that's the thing it is always uh, maybe it's mainstream media the, the the whole idea that it's the the chicks will make all the decisions i mean i know from personal experience rich and i had the best time planning it together and i think he would say the same thing we made a lot of decisions as a as a team because that's what we are we're a team yeah yeah and it's totally okay for not every decision to be made together you know for example when it comes to styling things i'm not talking even about weddings i'm just talking about the shirt that i'm wearing i'm like (laughs) i I, like i really don't care that much about styling things like of course i want to look good and i want things to look good i'm not an ass uh but uh (laughs) But I, I, you know, if 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 I had to, I'd just get out of bed and wear a pajama to a wedding, like a pajama. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, whereas my wife is like really into that. And I'm like, well, you know what? Like, I'm not. I don't want to not make the decision. But you're clearly skilled in this area, so let's really rely on your powers of intelligence for doing this. Well, let's talk about your dear lady wife because I've been doing a bit of Google stalking, and she's in the business too. Yeah, she just left her. Um, she she worked in the makeup industry as a operational manager nerd person um she just left her day job uh, last october and she has um taken on full-time a business that we started together called the pop-up weddings and uh pop-up weddings are just a new way of getting married it's um there's kind of two kinds the most popular one is where we'll we'll find a venue so uh we've got one coming up in a few months at an amazing place called uh summer grove estates at our uh, Karul in northern new south wales and so for the day we hire a venue and we look at, we obviously look after all this and uh, we hire a venue. Uh, we hire an amazing photographer. So we've got a mate of ours, Heath from the Lift Lane Photography. We get uh, a really good celebrant. Um, and sometimes they get me as well. And then, uh, you know, the three of us, along with some stylists and, you know, people florists and things like that, um, we put on uh, a wedding. But then the difference is, is that uh, as a couple, you'll come in and get married. You'll spend an hour there. You'll have a wedding ceremony, some photos. Then you guys get it after an hour or in some places an hour and a half. In Hawaii, it's an hour and a half. And uh, and another couple come in, and so we share the resources. Ah, so clever. over the course of the day, six or seven or eight couples get married, and so instead of costing the average thirty six thousand um, dollars, and and obviously that includes catering. So we didn't do any catering on the day, but we spread the costs across eight couples. So um, so you know, one couple can get married, all the legal stuff, have a ceremony, couple of guests, flowers, beautiful styled uh, ceremony area, a bunch of photos, um. And uh, for an eighteen hundred and sixty dollars Australian, I don't know how they convert to other currencies, but it's it's a really good deal. And yeah. and we uh, 
we just love putting on because there's a whole group of people that want to get married but not in the same old boring way and they don't want to put a whole house deposit on there. I think that is such a terrific idea and you should be doing it everywhere. I want world well, domination. You know we, we're slowly getting there. In fact, um, we uh, we had a wedding planner from um, Houston, Texas and a wedding planner from Hawaii, from Maui, contact us. And at that point, we had a .com.au, which is the Australian domain name. And uh, and so we, but that's all we had. And I thought, oh, we, we can't be doing this globally with a .com.au. So now we've got a .co. Oh, so good. Pop Web .co is, is, the, is the domain name. And um, so like I said, we were Hawaii, Bali. Um, we're working on Fiji at the moment. And uh, just bit by bit trying to take over the world. It's fun. Good. And I'm available to come to all of those and report back. So that's good. Oh, good. Good. I'll, all that I'll, out. Let, I'll let Brit know. <laughs> Plus one, Alicia. Now, what is a combo <laughs> wedding, Josh? I've seen this. You've bandied this term about a little bit. A combo wedding. The reason that we would have a ceremony and reception, mm. as is the case any given Sunday at 3 p.m., there's a ceremony somewhere in a beautiful location, sometimes a chapel, sometimes a park or you know, other, whatever glorious location you find. Yeah. And then you go off with some photos and then you trot off you know, five, six, seven o'clock for a reception and you'll get drunk. Um, the reason that system exists uh, is there's two things that input to that. A, you weren't allowed to have a party in the church. So, the church would be the only place you could get married. So you'd get married there at 3 o'clock and they wouldn't let you drink and have food there. So you had to go to a different location. And they're like, well, okay, well, we'll have a ceremony here and then we'll make this thing called a reception where we'll be, we'll be received as a couple and we'll um, you know, we'll party the night away there. And, and, and that's a fine way of doing it. But that's that's the reason that that method exists. Um, and the other thing is that uh, there's so there's the, there's the ceremony and the reception there because you couldn't get drunk, but also because the couple – often wouldn't have known each other or they haven't had them slept together or they, they whatever. And so leading up to the, to the wedding, they haven't seen each other. So they'll have to get some photos. And so there needs to be time between the ceremony and the reception. And, and, and so there's all these constructs that make an event and, uh, and, and they're not always necessary. Sometimes they are very necessary, but often they're not. And, uh, and so a combo wedding is where we say, look, we don't need to move location from where the ceremony is. Or we don't, you know, the reception area is a perfect place to also have a ceremony. So let's just have one event instead of two events. Mm. So it's, it's, it's not a crazy idea. It's just saying maybe we can do something different because we don't, we're not getting married in a church and we want to have one event. Or look, we've been living together for 10 years. We've got three kids and a mortgage. Maybe we don't need to not see each other before the wedding. Maybe we can have photos before the wedding and have a ceremony at five and move into a six o'clock reception or whatever it might be. Yeah, I had a combo wedding. So I'm totally, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid that you're putting out for me. Absolutely. Take, take one and pass it around. It all tastes good. <laughs> and it was much easier. I will say, you know, you're not moving. I've been to weddings where, you know, what really shits me is that sort of three hour sometimes layover where they're, I don't know, chuffing off somewhere to go and have photos and you're just standing around. And also it's where as an MC, I've had this problem where people get really drunk during that period of time and you haven't had any yeah. food or they're having little cocktail, you know, hors d'oeuvres or snacks. And, you know, the couple are off God knows where for so many hours. And then as an embassy, it's really hard to have to rein these people in and go, hello, now we're going to eat a meal and you're going to listen to another hour of speeches. So please don't go nanas and uh, just chill out. So I think the combo wedding's great because it's all happening in the one place. No one has to leave or get on a bus. Yeah, you have to try and find the balance between, look, it's our day, so F everyone. Mm. 
but also we're inviting 50 people. Maybe we could create an event that was kind to 50 people or 100 or whatever whatever your guests are. So there's a balance. They're like, hey, everyone, just bear with us. We're going to do, we're going to go on photos for a few hours. So I don't know, deal with yourself for a few hours. But then also, well, maybe we've tried and gathered 50, 50 people together. How can we try and create an event that they will enjoy being at? Yeah, totally. And and it's not – I don't think there's any crime against seeing your partner on the wedding day. I don't know. I know it's an old tradition. Did you? Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> so we, we, uh, we hired a private venue and then I've, I've told this story a few times now on the podcast. So I'm sorry if you've heard it before. But hear it again. We had 15 of our – 15 or 16 of our friends come the day before the wedding and they helped us set up and we all slept there overnight and then got up in the morning and it was like a little working bee. And about an hour and a half before we got hitched, I was standing on the best man's shoulders trying to put up lanterns above the area when we were, we were getting married. And, uh, <laughs> and then someone turned to me and went, Alicia, the ceremony's in about two hours. Maybe you could go and get some hair and makeup happening. And I went, good plan. Oh, but it was it was so fun to have that, and also yeah, yeah. you know it, it wasn't like yeah I suppose as you said in traditional times brides and grooms I don't know didn't see each other for days beforehand all this stuff who cares we know what we like look at what we look like get over it absolutely yeah um, Britt and I we we got ready separately but not for any yeah there was no deep seated reason for that we just she had her she had her pals uh, sorry she had her pals I had mine hmm. so we just got ready separately sure. because we were all hanging with our mates. Um, but then I, uh, funny story. I, um, I thought it'd be really nice to go get the girls macaroons. I didn't really know what macaroons were. Sure. I didn't care for macaroons and, uh, but I knew the girls liked them. So I went to a, a local cafe and I think there was, there was going to be about 12 people where the girls are getting ready, including makeup artists and hairdressers. And I thought I don't want to leave them out. So I'll get macaroons for everyone. And I thought maybe because they're a biscuit, maybe they'll have two or three each. So I thought maybe it's 15 to three. I think they're like, I know you're like 45. Oh my God. And, uh, <laughs> and so I go to the cafe and I said, can I get macaroons like in a, in a carton, in a box? And I, and her eyes light up. She's like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, I want to get like, I know 45 or 50 or see, I don't know, I get a lot. She's like, oh my God, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> she told me how much it was. I just broke down and then I didn't want to seem cheap. <laughs> so I got, I got 30 or something and set myself broke. And, uh, and I took the macaroni jam to the girls and Britt and I saw each other. It was lovely. It, it kind of takes the pressure off because there's so much pressure in not seeing each other all day. And if yeah. you've been together for a while, like you don't have to not see each other on the day. It, you know, we, we had a little separate area where we got our hair and makeup done and, and Rich sent me down. He Well, he got us all some flowers, which was sort of such a nice little surprise. And a beautiful bracelet arrived for me. Wasn't expecting that. Did I get him anything? No, because I'm shit. I did the same thing. Britt got me a watch and I had no idea you had oh, to get a gift for people on their wedding day. So, on. yeah, she went with that as well. Okay, so we're I'm both... still paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, me too. You and me both. So we're both bad. We're not bad. We just weren't expecting it. Yeah, yeah. Thoughtful, thoughtful, thoughtful. Look, uh, Josh, there are so many more things that I want to talk to you about, but I think we should rebook another time to continue this conversation. How do you feel about that? I feel very positive about that. <laughs> If you do wish to get in touch with Josh, very simple website, marriedbyjosh.com. Love it. And you can follow him on Twitter at Joshua Withers. Uh, you know, Joshua is probably what your mum calls you when you get in trouble. He's Josh to everyone else, but Joshua Withers at uh, the Twitter handle is where you'll find him. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. We shall talk again soon. So many more things to talk about. But for now, I bid you adieu. And uh, I was going to say good day, mate. What's the opposite of good day, well, mate? Well, it's... See you later, mate. It's hooroo.
Who <laughs> really, mate? Crocky, it's a good one. <laughs> What a bunch of silly billies. Josh will be back in a couple of weeks. He has agreed to do a Save the Date podcast Q&A episode, which are the Thursday episodes of the show. If you're getting the pattern now, maybe you've listened to a couple of episodes. Monday is my interview-based ep, and Thursday is when I take your questions. So thank you very much for the people that uh, get in touch. If you have a question for Josh that might be about vows or how to find a celebrant, or if you're having celebrant issues, I don't know what issues you could be having with your celebrant if you're having them let me know all you have to do is visit save the date podcast.com and that's where you can listen to other past episodes of the show and also check out all of the show notes the show notes is where i sort of put all the information that you can hear in the show into a text form and it's not just it's not a transcript it's not boring i promise you It's all the links and and fun things that we talk about. Because I know sometimes if you are out and about and you're listening while you're at the shops or on the bus or in the car, it can be really hard to go to the link at the time. And then you might go, I'm going to go and visit it. And then you forget it and you can't be bothered going back through the podcast. So if you are looking for something, I guarantee that's where you're going to find it. Savethedatepodcast.com. Until next week, I, uh, I will bid you fair day and I hope you are well and happy and uh, you're enjoying listening to the Save the Date podcast. If you are enjoying, just as a final note, please head to iTunes or Stitcher and rate and review the show. I can't tell you how much that makes me happy, as the Brits would say. It makes it delights me beyond anything. All right, enough silly voices. Until next time, happy days. You don't have to be in front of a screen to plan your wedding. You can listen to the Save the Date wedding podcast on the bus or train. It'll block out all the weirdos. We promise.